This is our 11th episode. Welcome to our monthly podcast. We are going to be changing our format a bit and be more of a discussion around brand-related topics, as well as introducing another person to stir up conversation. But the goal is to still keep it under 20 minutes. This month's topic is DNA and client journey have a lot in common. Now, many people in business love to talk about the sales funnel, don't they? Here's what I think. The funnel approach to the client journey happened because most salespeople lacked a foundation of understanding of their brand, or more likely, their brand has no foundation in the first place. The companies using the sales funnel analogy will likely revert saying, this is the easiest way for our sales team to visualize the process. Good for your sales team, I suppose. But if they aren't the ones going through the process, why do they need to visualize it? Does the client know when they are or aren't in someone's sales funnel? Do you, dear listener, understand when you become a sales qualified lead? But what if it wasn't a funnel? What if your client journey was something more circular, something more infinite? Before we deconstruct what this all means, let me tell you what BAMcast is all about. BAMcast is a monthly podcast dedicated to recalibrating your brand, audience, and message. All resources, support, and topics will be around brand recalibration to give you confidence and clarity on the right path for your brand's vision. I am Joel Kelly, co-founder of BAM Align, BAM Academy, and the BAM Fan. I'm Andre Gagiano. I'm the Relationship Alignment Director. Uh, here at BAM, and also the owner of Strike North Branding Company, which leverages the BAM frameworks and systems. We've spent 20 plus years recalibrating brands and educating business owners on how to communicate to those who are already looking for what they as a brand are uniquely offering. We want to teach you the lessons we've learned from our successes and failures to share the wisdom we've gained along the way. We didn't follow our passion. We followed the opportunity which led to our passion. If you want to build a legacy and live the life you've always dreamed of, but just need a little guidance to get you there, we are here to help. This month's topic is, as Joel mentioned, DNA and client journey have a lot in common. We'll be discussing three things during this podcast. Where the idea of client journey started, how most companies build a client journey for their brand, how understanding DNA, yes, science stuff, can create a more sustainable client cycle. Right, so what is the meaning of a client journey? Um, Joel, let's start by establishing a common understanding of what we mean by client journey and why it matters. Sure, so client journey is simply the process uh, in which your uh, client walks through to experience uh, it's a it's a user experience, if you will. It's a process of experience of dealing with your brand from beginning uh, to end, typically is how it's addressed. We know that it's much more silical than that. And so it goes from a certain stage and then goes back to repeat that process, if you will, but just from a different layer. How about some examples of Coke and maybe Apple? So let's take Apple. So Apple is, as far as when you're walking in, uh, it's a pretty universal, again, like Starbucks in a lot of ways. It's um, 
you have the the people in either blue shirts or red shirts, depending on where you're at. Um, and they will help you. The tables are set up a very specific way. Uh, you set up appointments in order to get things fixed or whatever. So at first, it's just you go in, you look at the product, you can touch it, you can feel it, you can play with it, you can see how amazing it is. But the focus has never been on the product. The focus has been on the experience using the product. And so if you look at Coke as well, and you see that Coke, if Coke was about selling uh, bottles of Coke or bottles of their product to other people, they would have already done it. And what else is there? But they've integrated with the lifestyles and they made their client journey more about their lifestyles. Like, man, if you're working hard in, in, on the farm and you need uh, a refreshing beverage, grab a Coke. It's there for you. It's dependable. It's timeless. We've been here a long time or whatever. And so it knows that you can always grab a Coke. And so in their ads and their different things, they've showed a lot of generational uh, constructs where they show grandfathers drinking with their grandkids on the farm or in other ways. So they're really showing that this is something that they can share generational and all generations can appreciate. Um, and again, it's really about that experience of that product as opposed to the product itself. The product itself uh, from previous podcasts that we've talked about during the Cola Wars, Pepsi taste-wise has beaten out uh, Coke so many different times. But when people know that it's Coke, they will gravitate towards that because the the um, the feeling, the nostalgia that's attached with it. And um, point two, funnels. Sales funnels seem to be every marketer's dream word, a solution for all the world's problems. What is <laughs> what is a sales funnel, and is it sustainable? I mean, a, a sales funnel really is about focusing and and getting people from a, a starting point and funneling them down. Um. And it's one part of the client journey, one that I think a lot of people focus on uh, too much. And so I'm not saying that sales funnels are necessarily bad, but it's not at all the only thing that we should think about. I would think of it more of, instead of funnels, I'd probably approach it more like pathways um, that the client can travel depending on their uh, circumstances. And then, um, yeah, so that's, that's how I would, I guess I would say it. And then like, if you look at it from a physics point of view, if you were looking at a funnel and people were falling in, I mean, that's just chaos being filtered down. And then you've got this nice little bottleneck and it creates a little bit of a problem. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, your best offer is is there at the bottom and you use each layer as a sifting system or a filter system or whatever. But a lot of people don't pay attention that you can be just as effective in the good. And so if you look at it like a funnel, it looks like it's just being, people are being dropped in there and then, well, that's just all sorts of mess if you think about it. But if you think about it from a different perspective, which we're gonna discuss, um, you can see that it's an ongoing, uh, infinite repeating system. And yes. that is that sales funnel, if you will, or the different channels in which 
they use to engage you are slightly different. Before we get on to what, what else we can use, uh, we, do you have any examples, for instance, um, on companies or industries that use funnels that could probably be better? Yeah, so I definitely think that cell phone companies are probably the worst offender. Probably not, but I mean, off top of my head, um, I'm here in Canada right now. We have one of the highest cell phone bills uh, in the world. Um, we were discussing that prior to this uh, podcast when we we're discussing certain things we were going to talk about and whatnot. And um, I would say that cell phone companies are focused a little bit too much on their product, not enough on their service or that experience with them. And so they focus on getting you through the door and saying, hey, we've got a free phone. We've got the newest, greatest, latest phone. And that's what all the other companies do as well. So there's no differentiation whatsoever because all you're basically doing is differentiating based on product. Service is pretty much the same standard across the board. Everyone's got an unlimited plan. Everyone's got... Uh, a some type of thing that is the exact same features again this goes back to the um not understanding the pain points of why people use cell phones in the first place they uh and so the product uh journey or the client journey in this case is really about getting new customers on board uh but there isn't anything really for rewarding they have upgrade programs some of them do uh, in the U.S., I know that for sure, and a loose one here in Canada, but it's nowhere near as if you were a new uh, client or a new customer coming through the door. And so it doesn't reward any type of loyalty. In fact, it creates a disconnection where you want to focus on getting the newest phone, you're going to have to jump providers. And it's a minor inconvenience uh, for people because it's really easy to transfer your number. And they do all the, the other carriers do all the work for you to get that business. And so it just creates this repeated cycle that once you go through, you're done with your two-year contract because you essentially you lease your phone. Now you go back um, to the drawing board. And so in Canada, we have Rogers, Bell, TELUS, and a few others or whatever, but those are the three main. And so they'll skip back and forth between Bell and uh, Rogers and TELUS. And it doesn't matter. There's not really that loyalty uh, developed. And so I've been with the same cell phone company uh, for, I don't know, 14 plus years. And um, they haven't cared. They haven't shared. There's no anything. Yeah. So they, they, don't, they don't actually care that I'm their client or I'm their customer. I'm just a number on a page. And I think that's... Uh, a huge gap that I think that can definitely be improved. Uh, I think that Ryan and Reynolds with Mint Mobile is trying to stir things up a little bit. Again, kind of what Elon Musk is doing in the technology world. And um, so I think that if Mint Mobile was to uh, look at things a little bit different and understand that it isn't just about the free phone or whatever and make it about the phone, but it's about the service and actually caring about the clients that they acquire. I think that's really good because a lot of people focus on like client acquisition and it's very expensive and it's easier to keep a client than it is to lose a client. 
And so because you have to replace them or, or whatever. So it doesn't make a lot of sense for me in the model. Okay, thanks for that. Um, let's dive into the to the next part, and that is what better options are out there um, instead of funnels, and and why would they be considered better? Yeah. So as far as um, better, I, I guess it's it's one of more of it's looking at things a little bit differently, and so one of the things as far as the DNA is really kind of. Uh, who we are, right? And so it's, and so being the fact that it is kind of who we are and tells us who we are and how we're going to be designed and all the different pieces and genetics and all that sort of stuff. I'm not a doctor so or a trained in this kind of thing, just loosely understanding. Um, it, it changes your perspective on how you look at everything and you look at it as it's a, a sequence uh, that is repeated and that is infinite, if you will. And so if we look at it from a perspective of, if we start off with the client DNA and let's say we cut uh, a piece of it. So we cut one of the DNA parts, like uh, one of the curves in half. So it would resemble kind of like a funnel, but the funnel, instead of being a funnel, we challenged it to be more like uh, pathways, if you will. And so you have a long-term pathway and you have a short-term pathway. Um, so let's just keep it simple for that. Mm -hmm. And then you get to a quote unquote, a bottleneck point, which is that sifting point or whatever, in order to get inside your brand ecosystem, um, what one single product do you offer in order to allow that to see kind of what you are? For us, it's the free archetype alignment quiz. And then from the free archetype alignment quiz, there are different uh, pathways, if you will, uh, long-term, short-term that you can take that would be um, beneficial inside that system. We've got the, the free space in the community. Um, we have archetype courses and, and things to extend your knowledge based on whatever that is, and, and not based on what some of these people out here are saying. I think they have any idea, but haven't read anything about Carl Jung, only like Hero and the Outlaw and whatever Chris Doe is recommended, and not actually dived into the psychology behind it. But um, And then you have, it ends up at another uh, constant, uh, which is our Big Bam process, which is our brand strategy framework that helps you create the blueprint for your brand's vision. And then through there, there are three levels that you can go through there and you have the good, better and best and whatnot. And then at the end, after they go through that process, they have a choice. There's another constant that creates a uh, loyalty program or referral program or, or whatever um, for creating advocacy and ambassadors for your brand and, and whatnot. And then that connects to the channels that actually ends up connecting and empowering the front end uh, where they start and where they can go back in. So essentially you're, you're going full circles, silical, uh, <clears throat> in order to repeat that, if that makes any so, sense. Yeah, so basically just to recap, so it's more a case of longevity, building up relationships and keeping 
a person through a client journey? Would it be a client journey? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And an another thing is, is like, if someone doesn't go through your client journey, you don't need to be upset about it or try to get them from A, B, C or whatever. They're not, some people are just going to benefit at certain parts and that's okay. And they're going to fall off. And, and, and that's, that's great. You want them because you want them to fall off at those different points because you don't want them to continue the journey or feel forced through that journey if they're not wanting to go through they're going to buyer's remorse is obviously going to be really high a lot of people who buy at an emotional high like they buy into these programs they go to these these seminars or these different things they get all jazzed up they buy these products and they do different things and when the high dies down they have extreme buyer's remorse and and a lot of them actually won't return the product because they feel guilty that they got duped and they don't want to you know, and then it becomes a thing about ego at this point, right? Where it's, it, it's just a, it's a manipulative way of approaching things where um, if they are, you know, the emotional high, as far as the excitement has died down, and they have enough clarity, as far as to move, and they're like, yeah, this is the right product for me uh, to move forward in this funnel, then you have that open handed opportunity as a forest to like a funnel is you are basically by gravity being pushed through, like you're just going to fall through it and you're going to fall through it faster and faster and faster. There'll be collateral damage in, in the way or whatever. And it's not necessarily, we don't need to think about volume, but we really need to think about uh, what's best for our audience. And so there are people who are going to be in the free space of the community. They're going to, download the free resources that we have there in our BAMFAM and they're not going to go any further and that's okay. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. And there's people who are going to go through the big BAM process and they're going to, it's going to change this and they're going to become busy with their own stuff. And that's great. And there are people who are going to go through it like you uh, back in the day or whatever, where you went through it. Um, not only did you go through it, but you decided that you wanted to sign on yeah. as a uh, ambassador and now a full-fledged BAM strategist. And that's totally different. And not everyone, when you get to that area, needs to be there. Like you shouldn't just make it about, well, if you pay your money, you can be a part of the system. I think that qualifying process definitely needs to be a lot more stringent at that point and less is more because um, the quality of the, your advocate or your ambassador or what we call them ambassadors, but your ambassador of your brand is going to be, it's not going to be an emotional thing for them. It's not like, Hey, I've given you an affiliate link and here you can make money. There's a system behind it that's supporting you. Um, and every step of the way. And I think a lot of people did, they just focus on getting people through the door. And once they get people through the door, they kind of just like, half-ass everything uh, to try to figure out what's going on or they copy and paste someone else's model, but they have no idea the strategy behind it. Um, and so that in itself is a gap, if you will, something that can definitely be improved. And I'm not saying the model in general is bad, but I'm saying we need to look at it holistically. And that's what you do based on following, uh, looking at from a two-dimensional perspective of DNA if we were to look at it like this, even though it has the double helix, we can see the different points 
and it, it starts showing us, oh man, that's how a client journey needs to be. So there can be that deeper relationship, but some people don't want that deeper relationship. And again, it goes back to the archetype says there are different people um, with different archetypes. And so their motivations, communications, and styles, what they, what they inherently intrinsically care about um, and deep, deep uh, within their core system that's designed, they uh, they're not always going to want to be about relationships, if you will. Relationships to them will mean something completely different. So some with, like in your case, uh, Sage, you definitely would want the more deeper relationships. Magician is probably going to be want more people who are going to push boundaries, like-minded, um, challenging those who are are pushing out or whatever. And then you've got the linked with the personal connections where they're this. And then you've got those who maintain order and that structure um, to give that rigidity so that there's something to build off of. And everyone's going to have their different ways of approaching things and relationships can work within those. It's just 12 different facets of answering the question, what does that, what does a relationship mean to all those different archetypes? And I think that's one of the um, brilliant parts, I guess, of the system is it's infinite and it's, and it's individualized, but it's also a part of the collective, which is a really strong belief when it comes to uh, Carl Jung. So, I mean, it, it makes sense if you put it together and you're going to have a lot better results, I think, than just the funnel approach. I believe there's a lot more community-based programs out there, and it seems to be the way the trend's going. So in terms of longevity and uh, ensuring your community get the most out of it, yeah, I think, I think you're right in, in terms of how BAM are, are, are doing things. Um, you know, giving a lot more than... than uh, and looking for the moment. Um, so I think you answered this month's question. Um, I'm sure that the viewers will be a little bit more enlightened. Um, yeah, so thanks a lot, Joel. This concludes this month's BAMcast. And I'd like to add, if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, you can email clarity at bamaline.com. We'll leave this in, in, in the comments where, wherever we post this. Uh, with the subject line, I would like to be a guest on BAMcast. I, I strongly recommend you start by understanding our brand archetypal mix, which was mentioned a few times uh, in today's podcast. And we have a free quiz for that. Link will be in the description. Um, you can also join the BAMFAM community uh, dedicated to aligning your brand. We have free alignment resources there as well. Uh, again, link will be in the description. Finally, if you need yourself if you find yourself in need of guidance with your brand alignment, we have a BAM Academy and frameworks to help you with that. I would start with the Big BAM process. Uh, this is a brand strategy framework, which, uh, which have led thousands of clients and BAM also has a self-guided option as well. Again, thanks for listening. Today, I'd like to leave you with a three-part challenge. How do you repurpose the stages of your existing funnel and apply them to this new format so that your customers feel engaged for longer. Furthermore, how can you use this new client journey model to turn your customers into advocates for your brands? And lastly, how do you make this journey both ongoing and sustainable? 
once again, thank you very much. Until the next time.